Welcome to our program, Taking Care of Business. It is part of our worldwide network for success programming. Taking Care of Business will help you learn how successful managers and business owners manage their businesses, capitalize on opportunities, and overcome adversity. Our objective is to help you understand and apply their insights, then use your expertise in your own business or job so that you can become more successful. Taking Care of Business is sponsored by Consulting Task Force. CTF is a full-service consulting firm known for providing personalized end-to-end business building methods, as well as cost-saving tools and techniques focused on improving your business. CTF helps your business grow and prosper. Hello, my name is Travis Bauer. I'm the Assistant Director of Your Network for Success, and today I'm here with Mike Kelleher, um, a lawyer with decades of experience. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. Well, I'm 77 years old. I was born in uh, Lancaster, New York. I went to St. Bonaventure undergrad and uh, Notre Dame Law School. Uh, I had my own law firm, Siegel, Kelleher & Kahn, for many years. And now I work for uh, as an employee with a 35-person with a, uh, law firm named Hogan Willig here in uh, the Buffalo area. Gotcha. So when someone asks what you do, how do you describe the business that you're in? Well, most people know what a lawyer does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have to do a lot of explaining there. A lot, some people like lawyers, some people don't like lawyers. Uh, it's, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you hire a lawyer, you don't get any tangible return in, in, in the sense of like goods. Uh, when you go to the grocery store and you pay money and you get a carton of milk, it's something you can put your hand on it. Uh, but uh, in lawyer, lawyering, there's, there's nothing like that, so it's just legal services, no tangible goods involved. Gotcha. How did you get started in your career? Well, I was at, at uh, times have changed. Uh, now, uh, younger people in school are being encouraged to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their life at an early age. When I was going to college, uh, there wasn't that type of pressure on you. So... Um, in my junior year of college, I knew I, I was a history major. I knew I did not want to uh, go into the teaching profession. Uh, so uh, by process of elimination, I decided on law school. So as you can see, I didn't have any like long time burning desire to be a lawyer. It was a process of elimination. I said, well, that's something that uh, I had pretty good grades. I said, that I think I'll pursue that. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to become a lawyer today, is that something that they kind of have to have locked in and have their heart set on? Well, I always uh, recommend to to younger people that are thinking of law or or maybe they're pretty sure they want to be a lawyer. uh, Before they go to college, I tell them to take, be a business major of some sort, whether it's accounting, finance, marketing, Mm -hmm. but also take, when you have electives, Try to take liberal arts electives, philosophy, in, uh, writing, um, history, sprinkle in those type of electives so you're well-rounded when you come out of uh, college and, and entering law school. All right. So what does a typical workday or week look like for you? It's pretty hectic, or it can be. Uh, I, I tend to get in early. Um, you, know, you have to balance your day between seeing clients and getting actual legal work done. And uh, so you have to be, you have to schedule properly. Uh, you don't want to be in a situation where you have two clients one day, three the next day, none the third day. You want to 
I try to schedule my clients, the people I'm going to see for Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that I have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to actually do the legal work. Mm. So it's, it's, scheduling is very important. What's your favorite part about your job? Helping people. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the pay isn't bad either. Yeah. What's your least favorite part about your job? It's, um, it becomes pretty, it can become uh, tiresome at times, the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. But that's probably a product of my being, having practiced law for a long time. How have advancements in technology and computers and everything like that affected your profession? I, uh, immensely. Now, I'm not, I know, I know my way around with my computer and things of that nature, but uh, the younger generation are much more uh, uh, technology-oriented than I am, and uh, a lot of the younger attorneys don't need assistants or secretaries or things like that. They can do it all themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, working on the uh, computer. So I feel kind of a little bit deficient in that regard. I, I get by, though, because I have people around me that can help me out. But uh, it, it's definitely changed things in a, a positive way. Mm -hmm. It's made certain aspects easier. Yeah, it certainly has. The one thing I miss, though, is uh, I still like to talk to people on the phone uh, because there's nuances in a conversation that you can't do just via emails. And uh, I'm kind of old school in that regard. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I can get more accomplished with a 10-minute phone call than, you know, 15 or 20 emails. Right. Um, and I still think even the younger attorneys should keep that in mind. Sometimes a conversation is a good thing to have, a, a real conversation. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your staff and what are, what are their most important roles? Well, there are uh, different types of staff people. Uh, you can start with what they used to call secretaries, now they're administrative assistants, uh, that uh, uh, help you in a number of ways. But there's also uh, receptionists, when people come in the door, you have to someone who's adept at uh, talking to people, answering the telephone, and knowing where to send clients, uh, things of that nature. Then there are, as I say, administrative assistants that work more closely with individual attorneys, helping schedule their appointments and things of that nature. Then you move into the paralegal realm, which uh, uh, those are people that uh, are quasi lawyers, but they're not lawyers. It's kind of like physician's assistants in the practice of medicine, mm -hmm. where they're not, uh, they're not really lawyers, but they, uh, they can do a lot of tasks uh, that uh, lawyers uh, really don't, shouldn't be wasting their time doing, because lawyers have to charge more for their services than uh, paralegals would charge. So the paralegals are like a step under... The, uh, the, attorneys. the attorneys, yeah. It's kind of like, as I say, like a physician's assistant. Mm -hmm. And then there's different kinds of paralegals because it's pretty uh, complex areas of law that you're in. Some, some uh, paralegals are what we call domestic relations, matrimonials, divorce paralegals. Some are uh, litigation paralegals. Some are accident case paralegals. Some are real estate paralegals. All kinds of different, different kinds of paralegals. 
some of the paralegals um, nowadays, almost all the paralegals are college educated uh, in some fashion. Uh, back when I was much younger, uh, in fact, my uh, best paralegal, uh, real estate paralegal, uh, never went to college, but she's one of the better paralegals in Western New York. So, right. so but but she's been doing it a long time. Mm. What types of clients uh, do you serve in the attorney realm? Well, our law firm of thirty-five attorneys, approximately, we have different departments in our firm. And I'm in the real estate department, and then it's further broken down between residential real estate and commercial real estate. And uh, I'm mostly doing commercial real estate now. That's where people are buying and selling buildings, more commercial type buildings, not not houses. And uh, that that's pretty much what, what I'm doing now. Have you noticed any huge market changes uh, within the last three three years due to COVID? Uh, COVID, uh, not really. Um, COVID, of course, had an effect on all aspects of life, including business. But uh, our business really didn't suffer that much because of COVID. People still needed uh, divorces. People still were in accidents. People still were buying and selling homes. You need lawyers for all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So our practice did not come to a grinding halt because of that. People still need wills. Uh, people die, unfortunately, and their estate, uh, the decedent's estate has to be probated and, and things of that nature. So I don't think it impacted us that much. The big impact on from COVID, though, was uh, uh, getting used to people working remotely. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a, a bit of a challenge for a while. Uh, we don't have a lot of people that work remotely now. Most of our lawyers uh, like to come into the office. What skill or other factor would you say was most important in building your career? Intelligence, <laughs> to start with. Yeah. And then again, it depends on what area of law you want to go into. Uh, if you're if you're going to work for uh, a cor uh, as a lawyer for what we call in-house counsel for a large corporation uh, or any kind of a business, you really don't need too many people skills because you're not out trying to generate and build a, a private law practice. Um, on the other hand, uh, uh, like myself, when I started, I had to build a law practice. So you had to be have some pretty good people skills because you had to be out in the community meeting people, uh, and getting your name out there and uh, joining organizations, civic organizations, just being visible in the community, people then would be would, would know that you're a lawyer and uh, if, if they happen to like you, mm -hmm. uh, there's a good chance that they might use you for a lawyer. So what kind of things did you do to get your name out there? Well, for one, I decided to become, run for office and became the town judge the town of Lancaster for 38 years, that that uh, that certainly got my name out there. Mm -hmm. The other was uh, back, uh, I joined a lot of organizations. There's a lot of civic organizations, uh, the Kiwanis Club, the Lions Club, um, the, the cham local chamber of commerce, um, just being visible, being getting out in the community, being involved in maybe uh, some church organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, helping out with the Catholic Charities Appeal, if you're a Catholic, uh, um, things of that nature. You right. just have to be visible. You have to be out there. And you have to be friendly. Mm 
Mm-hmm. What firms are your top competitors? We're a medium-sized buff- a firm in Buffalo, New York. Uh, larger firms that might have 100-plus lawyers, there's only two or three of those. We kind of fall in the middle. Uh, there's some firms that I guess we compete with. Lippis, Matthias, good law firm. Uh, Damon Morey, good law firm. Um, there's a whole bunch of medium-sized law firms that you could call competitors, but mm-hmm. uh, there's enough legal work around for everybody, so you just have to make sure you can carve out a niche for your firm and uh, you know generate clientele. Compared to your competition, how are your services priced? For our, our size law firm, I think that we're a very maybe a, a bit more reasonably priced than other competitive firms, competitors you would call our firms. Mm-hmm. We always try to be a little bit less expensive, which again helps generate uh, business. Right. I mean, if it's out there that you're really, really high priced, uh, people might shy away from you. But if they know that you're reasonably priced, they might decide to use your services. Mm-hmm. How do you acquire new clients? That goes back to the question about how do you market? You know, it's marketing yourself, mm-hmm. being out there in the community, doing good legal work. The best kind of marketing is referrals. If you do a good job for a client, that client will tell another client, whether it's, an, uh, whether it's a business, uh, I tell another business owner who may be disgruntled with the services that he's getting or she's getting from their attorneys, why don't you use... Uh, Hogan Willig, Mike Kelleher over at Hogan Willig, try him out. And uh, word of mouth, uh, referrals, being out there in the community, being visible, that's how you generate a law practice. Mm. There's no shortcuts. Yeah, You have to roll up your sleeves and get out there. You can't just be sitting back in your office waiting for people to, uh, you know, to go on your website, email you, <coughs> call you on the phone. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. They're not just, you know, they're, they're just not going to walk through the door Unless they know who we are. Can't wait for people to come to you. Gotta gotta go out and find something. clients. Um, what kind what common challenges or problems have caused existing customers to recognize a need for your services? Well, I, again, um, the people uh, are, are all everybody is almost everybody is familiar with lawyers, the services they provide, and most people know when they need a lawyer. They don't have to be educated in that regard. Mm-hmm. They know when it's time for a lawyer. We don't have any any problems with that. You know, the people, they know what lawyers, just like they know what doctors do, they know what insurance agents do, they know what dentists do. You don't have to educate them on, uh, on what lawyering is. Uh, now, one area that you, you have to educate clients is because it's called cross-marketing within your law firm. If someone comes in and is and you're representing them on a house closing, they're buying a house, you have to be able to tell them, oh, by the way, we do other legal services too. If you need your will drafted, your will drawn, we can do that. Uh, If you're in a car accident, we can help you out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if one of your your beloved family members will pass away, uh, you, you probably will need legal services there. We can help you. It's called cross-marketing within the law firm. Very important. So you want to become their kind of one-stop one go-to. Stop. Yes. Yeah. If you don't, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. 
If you fail to tell people, again, going back, let's say you're doing a house closing. If you fail to tell people that you kind of assume that they, they, they know that if there's another legal matter they have, they can come to you, but they don't know that all the time. They look at, if I'm doing a house closing, they look at, look at me as, uh, they can look at me as just being their house closing lawyer. Mm -hmm. You have to affirmatively tell them, we're happy to do your house closing, but we do all kinds of legal work. So you, you got to be, you got to tell them that so that they understand that. Right. What would be your best piece of advice for someone uh, considering a career as an attorney? Uh, I would say to them, you know, uh, you, you, you read books, you know, thrillers about lawyers and courtroom drama. You see it on television. Uh, it looks, it can, it can look, uh, movies, it can look very uh, soap operas uh, on TV. It can look very, uh, it's almost like a fairy land, fairy tale land where people just sit around and have coffee and do a little legal work and they make all kinds of money. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard work, to, especially when, you, when you're trying to get your practice off the ground. There's no shortcuts. It just doesn't happen. You have to put in the time. And if you think it's a, it's a shortcut to making a lot of money, uh, shame on you because it's not going to be work that way. Right. You got to work hard. Yeah. But that's true for just about any job. Mm -hmm. It's no different. You think, you know, your, your doctors come out, they got to put in a lot of hours and see a lot of patients. It's, it's no different. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to use your services, what kind of steps can they take to reach you? Well, I think, uh, again, if they don't, there has to be a reason why they're, they're looking, looking at me. Um, it could be <clears throat> geographical. Uh, they live, for example, in the Lancaster area, so they're looking for a lawyer or a law firm in the uh, in the Lancaster area often. And the, what most people do now is they go online, and look at look at a website. You know, they try to identify lawyers in in the Lancaster area. And if you have a good website uh, that that is attractive, people will find you and they'll call you. That's but going back to what I said before, most of the time there is word of mouth, referrals from other people. Mm -hmm. Do you have a website that customers can visit? Yeah, www.hoganwillard. Mm -hmm. What's the best way for someone to reach out and contact you? Um, well, they can Google me. Mm -hmm. J. Michael Kelleher, attorney in Buffalo, in Western New York. My whole biography will come up and don't know how to reach me. Right. All right. So the three main points from today's show, um, if you're considering being an attorney, you have to get yourself out there. You can't take shortcuts. You have to do the hard work. And um, in college, you have to get a well-rounded education and make sure that you um, don't just have your heart set on one thing and learn all, all about different sorts of things. And what else? Well, that, I think that sums it up, really. Uh, mm. Again, I go back, I would be, a, if I had to do it over again, I would be a business major in college with sprinkling in some liberal arts courses. I think that's the best background for, uh, for uh, becoming a lawyer. Uh, and another thing, uh, and, and when I was out in Notre Dame Law School, they, they were introducing a four-year program where you could get your law degree and your MBA 
at the same time, but I couldn't qualify that because I, I, I was not a business major in college. Mm -hmm. I would have had to make up a whole bunch of business courses, which I couldn't do. Right. All right, well, thank you for your time. You're welcome, Travis. If you have a successful business and would like to participate in a future program, call 575-RESULT-6 any time of the day or night. Taking Care of Business is sponsored by Consulting Task Force. CTF is a full-service management consulting firm known for providing personalized end-to-end -end business building methods, as well as cost-saving tools and techniques focused on improving your business. CTF helps your business grow and prosper. If you missed some or all of our show, you may view it again by logging into our website. This free sign-in provides you with many benefits. Just visit www.networkforsuccess.com for more details. Thank you for joining us.